welcome to No Room for Phonies, August 1st, and the title of this uh, podcast is Adaptability for the Win, and I have with me my husband Charles because hello, he has had to um, do a lo- quite a bit of adapting in the last several months when it has come to uh, his work because school went from in person to online what in a week Two yeah days? well we did, we did it in three days and then we had yeah basically a week yeah so and i'll also say that today we are sitting outside in our backyard because the weather is gorgeous so if you hear squirrels munching on peanuts and birds singing and whatever and we'll, we'll probably stop it if there's a lawnmower or something gets really loud but uh, we wanted to talk about uh, the new uh, AQ which is called your adaptability quotient and uh, basically it's the idea that you adapt or die you have to adjust your course. That's pretty dramatic. That is dramatic but (laughs) it's true in some cases. Well yeah. yeah. Um, The ability to adjust your course or your product or your service and or your strategy in response to some kind of unanticipated changes. But when you think of adapt or die, I guess I'm thinking of some businesses do- during COVID. Oh, that right? kind of death, yeah. Well, right? I mean, yeah, if you don't adapt with the virus too, you could die, but I think right. it's more businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Or the way the way that you do. So Well, like it also could just be like your spirit, your soul just dies like you don't have that joy of life anymore you don't use your free will to choose to adapt you just bemoan i i think i posted on one of the things um it was the one by is it uh the owner of the one that said complaining is not an option you have to figure out how to do what it, how to take on whatever comes your way live yeah. life as life comes and you've got to figure it out you can't sit around complaining that was the owner of a business yeah i posted it oh, anyway I, it doesn't matter okay um because i have heard lots of people complaining about everything throughout the virus and people really who don't have anything to complain about and i'm not saying i've never had a down day or a day when i have cabin fever or whatever but I mean, I think it's a general feeling of optimism and I can cope with this and I can change to adapt to make myself be fulfilled and successful during this time. Yeah, I agree. So the characteristics of adaptability are that you actually know your own skills, talents and special abilities. I, I think a lot of people haven't spent the time other than when they made a resume to think of what their talents, skills, and abilities are. And some people don't think they have enough or don't think they have any. Well, and the other thing is sometimes when you don't, like me, when I'm retired, I don't have a resume to create. And so I have to consider what are my skills and talents and special abilities within the framework of being retired and not wanting to just sit around doing nothing. Right. Um, And then the other one is knowing how to regain your confidence after a temporary setback. Having a strong self-esteem. Knowing your own weaknesses. Yeah. A meaningful vision and purpose for your life. 
that should there should be a meaningful vision and purpose for your life that is actually outside of your just your job or Absolutely. your career too or just outside of fe- like making enough money to feed yourself and or status or, or status, whatever yeah. uh, knowing your values and using them to make decisions so your core values um, taking responsibility for yourself makes you more adaptable being able to see the bigger picture and not just get all caught up in the details uh, I love analyzing things but sometimes I forget the big picture yeah you get caught up in the details uh, this is a big one I think that you have some kind of control over your finances in all circumstances even though you know we've had various times when we didn't have as much money or we had more debt because we had kids in school or this or that or the other thing we always had a a locus of control over we weren't out you know when we didn't have enough money we didn't go out for dinner we didn't rack up credit card bills we didn't do we had emergency funds for cars breaking down and yeah so i mean just always and we always talked to each other about expenses and when money was spent i mean it wasn't like sometimes it it wasn't an uncomfortable rigid thing it was just hey i'm going to go here and i i or i i was out and i didn't call you you know is it okay because i basically knew well and we used to afford things well we had a thing where we would say okay there was a time when it was like you can't spend twenty dollars without talking about it yes there was and then it was like well you can spend 50 or you can spend a hundred but if it gets more than a hundred dollars, it or you know whatever. Yeah, but and I it, mean, we didn't really ever no, do we that. We didn't do that. No, but there was that time where we had twenty dollars at the end of the month, and it was okay. Do we buy a CD? Do we go to, or do we rent a movie because we didn't go to movies? Or can we buy a book that we both want to read? Like uh-huh. that was about it. <laughs> yeah. That was our fluff money. And it also says always have a second option. Never, always, sort of like that idea that plan you always B. have a plan B. Always have goals, short-term and long-term. And um, then you want to have the ability to sell yourself or market yourself to others. Uh, not right. necessarily in a job situation, but... Yeah, but I mean just... Finding friends. Yeah. And finding people who have common, like, likes and... Yeah. You should be able to find and mobilize resources in a crisis or a new situation so that you can manage it. And you should be able to think of several perspectives and alternatives to solving a problem. Yeah. And then, well, and then there's the ability to compartmentalize stress. And because we had jobs in front of younger people, we couldn't walk into our classrooms and let all of it hang out we had to be able to box the stress and then i have learned uh, you know uh, as far as stress is stress happens when you when you're actually trying to control things that you can't control yeah so that's when stress actually becomes a thing and i guess with that having plan b's is actually believing that a plan b is an option or that there might be a plan c or plan d and you ha- uh, just being an optimist, having a sense of humor, being able to laugh about things. 
that idea of learning being a lifelong learner yeah enjoying new experiences trying like i have tried knitting quilting goals for reading like all kinds of different things podcasting blogging all since i've retired making lists (laughs) yeah right (laughs) very funny um expect life to have ups and downs and not always to go as you would like it to or expect it to and i said this already not to spend time worrying about things that are out of your control we've talked about the lifelong learner thing what's that doing something the same time with the no same change, way the same way at the same time you're is crazy the definition <laughs> of crazy right yeah. learning and staying current like i'm take i take courses now you do you have done all kinds of reading since you have had to teach online yeah because you had to think about approaching reading your and, students and, in and a just jumping way. in and trying out different apps and software and seeing how it works and what happens when you click on what button and you know um, yeah. just accepting the fact that it might not always work or but yeah. you don't know until you try it um i i read and learn things that help me uh as i age like I'm doing a lot of ab workout right now because I know that women in their 50s develop this. Women, men too. (laughs) Men too, but I'm not worried about you. Well, I am, but not the same. And so I've been working on, so just understanding things about how your body works and what are the things you can do to counteract that and stay healthy and not give in to stress. and. Well, sometimes it's just easier to shrug off and say, oh, well, you know, I only have 20, 30 some years left, so who cares? But I still think that there's like a whole bunch about quality of life as you age. Right. So why would I just give up now? Well, I, and I, I you also hear people that just kind of say, oh, yeah, I'm fat and, and sassy and fat and funny and whatever. And I just, they, they seem to, but they're joking about something that I think under underneath is, is actually painful for yeah. them. And I don't mean that, like, I'm not any skinny mini or certain size. I think it is, though, about, you know, feeling healthy and, uh, you know, being yeah. able to manage yourself and do things and, you know. Yeah, it's not that. about comparing yourself to somebody else no. or whatever. No, And I think you do have to have a, an idea in your head of how people view you. But, I mean, that doesn't mean that, um, some people would, you know, might view me in a certain way, like I'm outspoken or I'm this or I'm that, but that doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to change. No. And, but, and then there's the other side of the coin where people have expectations of you. Yes. And it's important to understand what the expectations are and where they come from, but it doesn't mean you have to bend and cave into no. them and, and please everybody. And I think it's important for us to know and understand in terms of, like, what do people around you need in terms of your behavior and attitude. Like, you know, when you're in the middle of uh, marking, you know, 50 exams, I need to be aware that you need your space and you need your, which is why we set up that whole separate space for you to do online teaching at home so that you have your space because when you didn't have that space, you were interfering with everything else that was going on. Every, almost everything in the house needed to stop 
so that you could be in a meeting or teach or be quiet yeah all the rest of it so i think that so those are um you know some of the things that it means to be adaptable and then i was like thinking about you know some people are not adaptable what do they believe that is wrong right but that makes it hard for them to be adaptable like you can't teach an old dog new tricks so they start believing certain myths about themselves yes and about life about right life. and but you and i at times are both less adaptable yes you I have mean, i know you took the test and scored 110 percent, but yeah but whatever <laughs> but i mean i think also that you also have to um at as you age i think you really do have to choose to be adaptable yes right like you have to say i am going to um well, we all know people that are elderly that are stubborn and grouchy and unpleasant. Yeah. And they've maybe, well, we all have hard knocks in life, but maybe they've chosen to give in to the negative aspect of yeah. those challenges. Well, and it's that idea of in order to I be mean, adaptable. It's, you it's hard because you hear somebody that, you know, they're 70 and they've, they're on their fourth bout in battle with cancer and yet they're still fighting and positive and, you know, and they're yeah. not miserable or grouchy. And well, then you have well, somebody else, like they, their worst thing in their health, you know, they're 80 and maybe they have high blood pressure, but yet they're miserable as all yeah. get out. Well, and I just... And even I've looked at different people during the virus who really don't have much to complain about and are not. But they're miserable. But they're miserable. And I think sometimes we have a belief that something is never going to change and you're too small of a piece of it to make a difference. So, you know, your organization that you work through or your company or your, your city, we sometimes feel that way yeah. about the city of Welland. We're too small of a piece to even make a difference when you can't do everything but you can always do something you can always do something yeah and you know you might not be able to start a silent protest and have a hundred people <laughs> marching but yeah. you can no. make a phone call to five key people that and yeah. get people talking to each other and you that never know what's like there's this whole thing about you know getting people involved right and the one guy stands on the stage and does the funny dance mm -hmm. and nobody joins him but then another person joins and then another person joins and, and then, then pretty soon everybody it's a movement right yeah. and then there's this feeling that aq now has become a more imp like adaptability has more become more important than like emotional intelligence and they oh, actually work, they work together. together. So that not not one of them is more important. And not and wanting to understand the reason for the shift or the change doesn't mean that you have a that you have low adaptability. No. Like if if somebody says, well, because of the current topic now is why do I have to wear a mask? You you know, there's there's one way of asking that question where you already know that they're resisting it, but there's another way of where of asking the question where you want to know because you're going to adapt, but you just want to understand the science yeah. and the rationale behind it. So asking the questions doesn't make you inflexible. Well, and the other thing is like, 
um, I heard today, like the one announcement was made about masks and it said masks in conjunction with washing your hands. So physical dis, like people get all whatever about, well, if you tell people they can wear masks, then they don't, you know, then masks aren't going to solve the problem. No, no one thing is ever no. kind of the solution. And then they just say that being adaptable means that you can never like make a mistake or a faux pas, which is not true. No. People who are adaptable probably make more mistakes and because they're well big, they're willing to they're learn bigger risk they're willing takers, to learn. So I think it comes a little bit with that idea of lifelong learning or where you're willing to make the mistakes deliberately so that you can learn from them. And I think um, part of that is also like that it's not really okay to be authentic. You have to act like nothing is a problem or hard. Right. Which is not true. No, like, you don't it have wasn't to come across like everything's hunky-dory and happy all the time. But like, I mean, there, was, there have certainly been um, challenges to you moving to online instruction. Yes. But... but you just look for challenge. ways. They're not the end yeah. of the world. But there are problem. There are challenges and problems to going to a classroom to teach too. Absolutely, and that's t that changes every every semester. And then there's like, um, well, just like when we flipped roles and I stayed home full time, there was a lot of challenges to that. But I didn't just no. You didn't just give in. Give and in and say no. I can't do this. No, and behavioral flexibility and cognitive flexibility are also things that go hand in hand. They're not like separate things. Like if you are not cognitively flexible and don't think of things from other perspectives, then you're not go you're not going to be behaviorally flexible no. either. You're not. And behavioral flexibility means that you are more accepting of other people and other ways of doing things and you'll try things and you know and this whole idea of you know imagining yourself as another person and that you can actually an imagine another culture and why they behave that way and why they do that right and that cuts back on all this you know racism and all the kinds of things that happen mm -hmm. that we saw even in our city when COVID started happening and Asian people yeah. were Some pushed of my out of Asian line. students were being pushed around and being told to, one was pushed to the ground and told to go back to her home country when she had been in Canada for a year and she wasn't from China. No. So, and, um, you know, yeah. so I think that different perspectives do help you to be more flexible. Yeah. Like if you can... Not just it's not just empathizing. No, it's, it's it's actually trying to walk in somebody else's shoes and reading and thinking and exploring and asking questions. Yeah, and there was a thing where we talked about the um, the unasked question becomes a bias, right? Yes. Uh, that was funny. <laughs> we just watched a blue jay come down and pick a peanut off of our took uh, it away from a porch, squirrel. Took it away from the squirrel. So, and then the final thing that people sometimes believe that keeps them from being adaptable is that safety is more important than flexibility. But what so kind of safety are they thinking of? It's more important for me not to put myself out there and try and whatever. I just want to stay in my safe little world of complaining and not 
you know not changing not changing <laughs> and whatever because yeah. i feel safe here even though right you know well there's a lot of i even think there's probably schools of psychology that would say it's it's better not to rock the boat you know you yeah. already are emotionally fragile so don't push yourself yeah. and, and so they're kind of enabled just to stay put well um, and psychology or psychiatry or whatever that just allows you to sit and moan about your there problems. There are some schools that allow yeah. that. Yeah. That is not help. Like to me is not. No, no. Is we, not don't, helpful. we don't really. We don't ascribe to that sort of a thing. So why work on your AQ? Because you told me to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. No, just kidding. There's that. But mental agility, right? It, it, it keeps you more mentally agile. Yes. To be adaptable, and then you're more efficient at uh, being a problem solver or problem finder or being creative and innovative, right? Like, if you think of yourself right now, if you were stuck thinking how hard, oh, I can't do this, I can't do this, this work, this um, online teaching online, teaching. this, this, don't you think that would just permeate all sort of aspects of your life? And so you're created creativity when it comes to knitting or crocheting or yeah everything everything like just becomes like, okay i'm just going to do these same seven meals for yeah. the next week because i don't want to i'm already like, stressed I'm, enough yeah, about yeah well and i just think of my mother and yeah. how stuck she was yeah and, and she couldn't adapt like no. she had a really hard time yeah um but and being learning to be adaptable means that we just evaluate and adjust to different tasks and roles and responsibilities as a natural flow in our lives, right? Yeah. Well, Whatever yeah. happens, you just like, and, and therefore you're not sitting. Well, worrying. like now when I'm off and I'm not teaching right now, and you want to do, you have a list of things you want to accomplish in the day. Well, I can now step in and take three or four of the jobs that you normally do when I'm teaching so that you're free to do something else so that's changing the situation yeah well and I just think that it doesn't it just makes us less less rigid I have found that um, as I've become more adaptable that it does help me deal with people who are naysayers that I'm more willing to speak up and not like just accept their Right, why are you laughing? <laughs> you've never had a hard time. Well. <laughs> no, well, with me. <laughs> no, I I have, no, no I guess, I but I think I have a different, like a more confident way of. Well, I'm, I've usually been the one that bites my tongue and now I've found a, a new confidence because of being adaptable. I don't have to always wear the hat that I need to be a diplomat and keep everything harmonious I can actually rock the boat and that's okay and the people who end up in your friend circle may be less people yes but they're more deep and you're more connected to them because they are people that you can say no you know what I I I disagree with that or I think that's you but know. you can disagree with them but they stay your friends yeah they, they don't flounce off yeah and you, you it allows you to not be a victim and not to engage like you do not have to engage in drama right that drama triangle of being a victim or 
allowing people to be a victim like that all goes away when you think I'm an adaptable optimistic person I can handle whatever happens or comes right. my way like I could think because of the virus I'm a victim of how it's influencing me at work and because I have to go online and poor me and you know why am I having to do that this stage in my career and all the rest of it but I have that thought never even entered my well, and I think the other thing people sometimes think of is, well, if I adapt and I do this, then the government is going to, you Make know. Make me keep doing it always. Always. Or, you know, <laughs> there's going to be a way to save money. Yeah. and make me do this and I well, and, and the thing is it has happened in some industry but I know but the, it, those kinds of things have started happening in some industries like uh, well Zachary was looking at copyright law there for a while and then he did some research and found out that pretty soon computers are going to be scanning documents looking for copyright infringements and humans aren't going to be necessary so he chose a different path Yeah. so I mean there is the danger that yes technology is going to change things so drastically that it won't ever go back but to me that's still a good thing and to me it's not the government it's technology it's or science and, and it's often it's the, it's the mighty dollar pushing for it yeah like, for sure but and i think the more adaptable you are and the less that you feel that you're a victim and whatever and that you are in control and responsible for the way you act and behave and feel then your own I think your own self-worth grows like yes. like the more you handle things the yes. better you feel the better. yeah exactly and life is viewed as an opportunity rather than an obstacle well and the other thing I guess part of being stuck is some people you start feeling that things are permanent it's never going yeah. to, I mean just the whole you know, some of the people that are on the news saying, oh, I just had to get out. I, I, I couldn't not go to a restaurant anymore. And I'm like, well, it's only been a few months. Yeah. Why yeah. is and you think that permanent? It's, it's, it's going to change. Well, and the feeling that because something happened a certain way in the past, it's always going to happen that way and that you can't change it or control it or make it. Oh, or, yeah. Yeah, that whole... Well, I used to do that as a kid like I would look for patterns and then I was superstitious well this bad thing happened on Monday at noon this thing happened at Tuesday at 3 so at Monday at noons and Tuesdays at 3 I better not put myself in that situation because it could happen I had all these weird superstitions yeah, and as I a think kid. that there's a lot of I think we'd be surprised how many people even feel that way but I think also you're less it allows you to be less worried about things like health and money and relationships because you realize that you're adaptable enough to handle whatever happens and even if it's rotten you still have a process for mm -hmm. handling it right right you may not know what's going to actually happen but you have in your mind well if something bad happens i'll do this 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 and this and i've got it and i know that i'm a problem solver i know i'm adaptable i know i can figure this out even if it's sad sad or bad right um and and uh, then overall life becomes less less of a struggle there's less anger right you, you you don't have that oh why did that happen emotion all the time and maybe you're more willing to you mean reflect. like when your hand clicks on the keyboard and does something wrong yeah that <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be less rigid and more open and res 
receptive to see the positive before you head for any barriers. Um, I find it interesting right now and when you start talking to people and the first thing they think of is the thing that is the barrier to do being able to do it. Right. Oh, well, I have two, there's, I can't possibly, do you know what I, you, do you know how bad this is? And, you know, and there's too many students in this class and there's this and there's that. And like, that's the immediate thing, not, oh, here's five things I could do right. to make this successful. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we all felt that way, right, it exactly. would just, life would just be so much different. Well, the people who made sourdough, they uh, starters they figured that out there was no yeast so they made sourdough <laughs> yeah true but that's right yeah um and then um to improve our a- aq like our mind is a muscle so the more diversely that you use it the more flexible it becomes and it doesn't go back no. like once you've shifted then you well, go. Then be- you build your brain builds new synapses yeah and and, then and it, well, that keeps going into old age. I, I mean, I was in my 20s studying uh, languages in university, and I had a 70-year-old classmate who was on his fifth language since he turned 55. Wow. Because he wanted his brain to keep, mm-hmm. like, strong. And because if we shift back between abstract and specific and we keep shifting, then our, we respond to life right in less regimented ways and i think being optimistic leads you to think more broadly and inclusively because you're looking for a way to make something better yes well for me like the definition of pessimism is like the glass is half empty but that also narrows down everything to the size of the glass and there's no you're not thinking beyond the outside like you know what i mean yeah totally well and if you're thinking pessimistically you also are are making choices usually out of fear which really right freezes you and we saw that in your mom all the time right because she was just everything was about fear and um, and then sometimes people make those choices out of anger but yeah. if you dig deep into what you're angry about it still comes back down to a fear yeah i think so um when we're feeling stuck we have the choice to adapt our thinking and change like we always i've said this always to to our kids you always have a choice you don't have to do that sometimes choices are hard to make and and the path of least resistance is always seems easier in the be in in things but it it isn't and we're building our inner resilience and another way to change um like to improve your is to just like when you're feeling stuck whatever you change your context like even if it's just take a walk yeah read a book well coffee break like just do something Drink a glass of water, like yeah. does exercise, do something. Well, right? and I even just find that for doing tedious things that if you stick and stick with it and push through, you mean you like start your knitting patterns, <laughs> tedious things, those kinds of tedious yes, things. Yes, those types of tedious things. Well, I was thinking about marking. Things. Okay. Well, well I was know. thinking of the stitch that 
that you knit this month? Yes, this month. That that was a little tedious. But But look how beautiful it came out. It's beautiful. See, there you go. But sometimes I'll put a picture of it online so that people can see it. (laughs) Or I'll direct them to the blog, right? Where it It won't be ready yet. Oh no, for a while. But you know, trying something new means that like intelligence is fluid. So if you don't try new things all the time, then your brain does get stuck. Yeah. And uh, the idea of questioning your own thoughts and words, like is what I'm thinking really based on a fact or is it really based on like just a, you know, and it's, it's, it's making me feel a certain way. But if, is that feeling being produced by some thought that is actually a real thought or is that a distorted right thought well i think that i think it's also important to like if you think of routines also is to think through your day times and your night times and what are habits like a commute a drive what fills your mind as you're commuting and driving uh what fills your mind when you wake up at five in the morning because for whatever reason that's all you're doing now is waking up at five in the morning (laughs) yeah and and um is thinking of those sometimes those routine times are when some of those fears and worries start kicking in and so it's important to do that change of context so you know if you're in bed or change of routine right Right. like don't just like if you're in bed and worrying at two in the morning actually like turn on a light grab a book take up a new hobby watch something yeah uh whatever instead of spinning Right. And trying to fall back asleep and being upset that you can't sleep and and all the rest of it. And there's all kinds of things about how it's best to to act when you do. But I I think sometimes you do have to just change your routine or the order of your day and choose some kind of a balance between being having everything planned and being spontaneous. Spontaneous is great. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Not all the time. Not when you go in the kitchen and go, oh, man, what should I have for supper? Oh, I didn't take out any meat or I didn't plan to buy so the things. it's a vegan things. meal. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't go to the grocery store and make a list and plan any vegetables. So whatever. We're going to be chewing on pasta tonight with nothing on it. Well, our my go-to meal when I was cooking all the meals was fish, rice, and peas. Fish, rice, and, and peas, and salad. Yeah, nice. <laughs> the kids hated it. I know. Now, but now they understand why we did it because it was so easy. And then you have to be flexible about your goals if you don't achieve something. You know me. I make a list every day, but I'm quite happy to slash something and put it on the next day or move it around because I don't, I'm not rigidly tied to it. And I think one of the biggest things that I... And I'm quiet about that point. <laughs> Why? Because I'm lists? Because lists. You don't, I know you don't do. But I think one of the biggest things that has helped me become more flexible is choosing not to have expectations of people. I'm a lot happier not <laughs> worrying about... Absolutely. Because I know... Because now that we have well, kids and, in our 20s... We can't expect anything of them. They are living their own lives. Yeah. They've got jobs. They've I mean, got that was the point was to get them out of mm-hmm. the nest and launched. But but yeah, so now we're being stared at by the squirrel that's sitting up on the <laughs> roof. <laughs> I'll give you some peanuts in a minute. Um, but it like just not to have expectations is makes a big difference. I well, think. Well, and that's I- that's interesting. I think though that having expectations of people or or the strategy of not having it or having too many also 
is maybe a product of things that happened in our, in our past and our upbringing. Like, I often have had very low expectations of people and friendships because of the number of times that I had friendships change and uh, because of my childhood and, and because of moving around, moving around and yeah. changing countries and cities and yeah. so I I lowered my expectations of of friendships in particular right right so yeah but I still think not having expectations makes like a big difference and um, sometimes you just need some mentoring through things right yep. and I see a lot of people like I know that there were times during this like changeover to online learning would you where you would put out oh I'm here if you want some help with something mm -hmm. and people it was like crickets yep so if you don't want to get a mentor find somebody to help or listen to um, you do you can improve your um, cognitive or your flexibility by accepting more challenges and throwing yourselves into unfamiliar territory, right? Mm -hmm. Like just doing that, right? Just and um, just rewiring your thoughts, always looking for ways that you can do something and not dwelling on mistakes. They taught. I read something about they called them floor sandwiches. Like I don't understand what that means. So when you're making a sandwich and you drop and it? you drop it on the floor. And then Five you go, and rule. you're like, <laughs> no, this is a little bit deeper than okay. that. And you're like, oh, I just made that sandwich, and now it's on the floor, and it's a disaster, and blah. You just move on. You don't, you don't. You mean you don't go on and say the next sandwich is going to taste terrible, well, yeah. and then supper and then is I'm going to drop a this terrible. Yeah, this, right? Yes. <laughs> so it's don't don't dwell on your floor sandwiches. If the sandwich falls on your on the floor, just either use your five second rule and eat it or move or on or dump it and make a salad yeah so then i wrote these um advice to your future self so i'm just gonna read them because i wrote them myself okay i added one of them did you yeah don't feel guilty or regret things in the past that you can't change apologize if you haven't yet and find a path forward i think that was yours Avoid falling prey to decision heuristics. That was me too. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so a decision heuristic is a mental pattern, not necessarily a superstition, but for example, when you see uh, an ad on, TV, on the internet or TV and it says, or I know, let's say you shop for something on Amazon and you're like, oh, I don't really know if I want to buy that today. And then you see only 10 left in stock. And then you buy it because, oh, shoot, I might not get one of those 10. That's a, it's a, the brain sees those kinds of things. And then, oh. and like YOLO, like you only live once. So when you have 20 of your friends doing something fun and you're like a 20 year old and you want to do it and it's like, I better join them because this, this is going to be my only chance when it isn't going to be your only chance. But YOLO, that you only live once is a heuristic that controls lots of people's Right, it makes them like, do stupid things yeah. that they should Superstitions do. are uh, heuristic. Right. Even. Yeah. Um, control your environment. So set yourself up for success. Like you can control your own environment. You mean like don't read romance novels when you can't find a girlfriend or boyfriend? Yes. Oh, he, he just... Oh. 
oh, couldn't take two. Trying to squirrels trying to take two peanuts at once. No, couldn't do it. Um, cure your ignorance. That means just keep learning, right? Allow yourself the uncomfortable luxury of changing your mind. And we talked about that. That was hard. Sometimes when you're older, that you. But it's a luxury. But it is a luxury to change your mind. Is it though? It is. Okay. You can be. Well, we should regard it as a luxury. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Align yourself with those who matter to you. Create, create more value than your capture and give back. And this is this hum use humor wisely. Don't joke about things just to cover up your whatever. Your, your pain. Your pain or whatever. Yeah. The obstacle is the way around. What does that mean? So, um, it's not a problem. The obstacle is the way through. Like okay. you, you don't have to be stopped by the barrier or the okay. whatever. Don't react, respond. Expand your internal locus of control. Believe you have the ability to control your circumstances and time is your most precious resource. Spend it well. When your brain refuses to think mainstream, you will be able to straddle many kinds of worlds, but you won't fit into any of them. Being different is hard, but you have better stories. <laughs> <laughs> I but, like that. Yeah. <laughs> it isn't easy to choose the, like you, I think you have felt that a little bit by some of your colleagues when you have said that you don't, that you're doing fine online and that you're yep. working through stuff and they're well, like, I even read an article by it wasn't a college professor but it doesn't matter high school teacher and they were saying about and this wasn't even about going online this was about the typical staff room or staff meeting where you have the teachers that whine and control about the students and then you have the teachers who just have their nose to the grindstone and are working right. and then you have the teachers that have to say uh, well, this week I did this amazing thing, and it yes. was and the bragging, and it's like, okay, was I one of the braggers because I was adaptable and embraced it, and so I kind of felt sometimes when I would say this really works, this technology, this whatever, why don't you guys try it? I felt like oh, maybe those people thought I was the bragger when yeah. I just wanted to actually take away some of the frustration that they were sharing very openly about well and it. there is a thing right that like i've learned in some of the cognitive behavior stuff that i've done is that like if a person really doesn't want to change you don't it's like beating your head against a brick wall sometimes yeah. you have to go okay this is how you want to be so yeah. you want to complain and you want to this and you want to that yeah and but you then just, i don't have to be the shoulder that you no. cry on no, and then you just put the boundary up and say, yeah. I can't, you know, I'm okay with this and I'm willing to help you, mm -hmm. but I'm not just here to. No, and I know. will say, yes, this feels hard. And yes, I understand why you might be frustrated or confused or in pain or afraid, but I don't want to just. But there's always a way out and there's like always a choice. If I see somebody down in a hole, I'm not going to say, yeah, it's smelly and dark and wet down there. I, I can really see that. Uh, do you, and then they offer them a way out. Yeah, well, I, and then, the person... And they just say, well, I want to stay down in the hole. Like, well, the story uh, is that the person who really is helpful 
crawls down in the hole and says, I can show you there's a way, like there's a path, there's a, there's there a, is a way out. There's a way out. I can show you it. Yeah. Instead of standing up on top and say, well, do you want to talk about how did you fall in the hole and what, you know, like. Yeah. But then the thing is, sometimes I've gotten down in the hole and the the talking or whatever, the commiserating and whatever basically seems to dig the hole down deeper yes. rather than. Yeah. And I want to just get out. <laughs> well, which which becomes where you have to. And I, I I'm ending it by just talking about this whole idea of the reliability factor of your life, right? That you are um, a reliable person. You open yourself up, you, you're willing to share your story, and you're willing to offer help and hope. Yeah. Because if you just are telling your woe, that's not moving anything forward, yeah. and that's not what life right. is. And that definitely is not adaptability. But if you're a, an, an authentic, reliable, truthful honest person you'll you'll open up you show your story and you'll be there to offer help and hope and if somebody rejects that or doesn't like we've we've no. had people where you say oh why don't you do this and they go and they just give seven thousand excuses as to why they can't they won't do it or they don't do it or they mm -hmm. right like mm -hmm. and uh, we know s yep. someone we specifically can think of that but so you in the end you just say okay well i I, I'm here when you want. I it, did the authentic thing, and now I'm just gonna step back until you're ready, because you can't make someone be adaptable. No. So, authentic authenticity, help, and hope. Um, yeah. So thanks for um, joining us to talk about adaptability for the win, and uh, you can find this podcast on, on Spotify. Uh, just do a search for No Room for Phonies. And you can say, hey, Alexa, please play No Room for Phonies, and she'll find it. And also, hey, Google, if that's the kind of device you have or whatever device you listen to. So, yes, you can follow the link that is always on the show, graf the show graphics or show notes. But there are other ways to find the podcast. All right, so that ends uh, today's podcast. I'll be back on August 15th. Don't know what I'm going to talk about yet for August 15th. I'll start researching and thinking about that in the next uh, few days once this podcast is actually uh, published and out there. Might be um, getting ready to go back to school. Might be... Uh, who knows what I might talk about. I'm also reading... Um, dropped threads three which i know i've talked about before so it has a lot of really cool stuff in it so i might be talking about some of that too wow. so who knows i could i love that topic from untamed about the golden circle but maybe you already yeah the golden circle that i haven't talked about the golden circle and that's the idea that um there are certain save it for the next okay i'll save it <laughs> if you want to if you want to read untamed and read about the golden circle um that's a that's a great book uh to read as well. So enjoy the rest of summer. Thanks for listening thanks to Thanks for having me on your show. You're very welcome. And thanks for listening to Adaptability.